welcome back to the All Inclusive Sports Podcast. Thanks but, for checking out our Super Bowl recap episode. Yeah, with the the great Super Bowl game. Uh, some people would say, some people are not so much, but you know, thirty-one to nine. I enjoyed it though. New I enjoyed it. Of the world, you know. Um, people was trying to get on Patrick Mahomes for having a bad game. Now, I don't necessarily think he had a bad game. Uh, there were a couple of throws that his teammates didn't help him out in. Uh, but the Tampa Bay defense was getting out to do it all game. He running for his life. Um, you know, but I, I didn't, you know. I think early in the first half, he was still trying to do some of those flashy plays. I don't know if that's just his throwing style or not, but maybe this offseason he can try to get back to some fundamentals in my in my eyes. I know he's he does what he does. And you he's can't have fundamentals when you're running, though. True. But you're running for your life. <laughs> obviously, that goes into coaching as well, and I don't know where the running game was for uh, Kansas City. I don't know if they were – sitting back there to block because they didn't do a good job of that either if that's what their their primary goal was. But in that first half, I just didn't see much of that going on from them at all. You know, when I was watching the game, I never it never dawned on me that they should run the ball. I, I know they I figured they should do some screens, but it never dawned on me to run the ball. Until I found out how little that they actually ran the ball. I'm like, wow, okay, yeah. that, that that accounts for a lot. Uh I think if you took out the whole equation of Patrick's rushes in the first half, you really don't see a whole lot of running from them at all. He was running for his life, not running <laughs> the ball. He just happened to have the ball in his hand when he was That's running true. for his life. That's true. So, you know. But, but like I said, they had they had some missed opportunities. Like, okay, like last year when they played Frisco. I told you at the end of the game when he had Emmanuel Sanders open for that touchdown, he missed it, right? Yeah. They missed it. It could have been a whole new game. They missed it. Last night, they missed a couple of stuff. Travis Kelsey dropped the catch on the play that – he was running for his life. He hit the ball right in Tyreek right. Hill's yep. head. <laughs> and then the one when he was horizontal to the ground and yeah. he threw the ball. That was David Williams, I think, in the end zone. Somebody, it hit yeah. him in the head. It's like the ball is there. And, and those are the kind of plays that I felt like would have changed the trajectory a little bit, would have given them some little momentum to go into it. I mean, they got the ball at the second half, so you right. know, okay, we're down by a couple of scores, but it's still not that bad yet. And they still really never did anything with it. That's true. Kicking three field goals in the Super Bowl. And that goes back to what we talked about before, where I mentioned the difference between a defensive game and a competitive game. And that was that was very defensive, <laughs> but it was also very offensive to me because I felt like they could have done a lot better on the competitive side of it. This is a team that was scoring, what, the most points all the whole time and everything, too? So I don't see why they couldn't get anything going. But well, yeah, but they could. But, but it's, but, well, I was going to say, if you can't block people up front, you could have whatever kind of game plan you want. I, I ain't had no time to throw. But we still got to talk about the penalties, though. That second quarter. That's true. But you know me. I'm I'm always in favor of the ONFL. Let dudes just rough each other up down exactly. the field. Let them, Especially since throughout <laughs> the wild card round, the divisional round, the conference championship round, you let these guys go ahead and do a little hand check and do a right. little, little uh, battling back and forth for the football and everything. But you can't let the referees get in the way, especially on the Tyrant Matthew interception that got called back. I felt as if the – Receiver that was, I guess, tampered with past the five yards that they called the holding penalty for. Yeah, I felt like the ball was already tipped at that time, so I don't know why that that flag was even thrown or not even picked up after review or anything. Yeah, they had a lot of questionable calls uh, down the stretch, but I mean, like I say, I'm I, I, I'm always wanting the NFL to go back and let let the guys, you know, be a little more physical. I'm I'm with that. So and more on the offensive side of things, Gronk came out before the uh, Super Bowl and said. You got 87 plus 12. That's him and Brady, obviously. You got right. you got 99 problems, right? <laughs> and I'm pretty pretty much it looks like the the, the the Gronk show looked like he really didn't miss a step from the last time he was in the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. 
Well, that's because Mike Evans and and, and Kagawa was covered. Yeah, attention. And when right. Mike Evans only had like maybe one or two catches, I think. Yeah, I think he had two, and, and Godwin had one. Right. So, so I mean, you know, for what is worth, obviously we saw a good little AB sighting because contrary to what he did in the last time he was in the Super Bowl with the Steelers against the Packers, he actually made a difference this time around. I forgot when when we talked about it last time. Yeah. You mentioned that he was in the Super Bowl before. That was his rookie year. That was his rookie season, <laughs> and now obviously being. Being through all the things that he's uh, done now, obviously off the field, on the field with changing teams and whatnot, to see him yeah, in this in this spot right on. now, and obviously get himself back. He wasn't the same, I guess you could say. Um, he ain't the same AB, nah, he, but he ain't yeah. even the same AB. You could tell, you know, right. he, you know. But he after he yeah. did the touchdown, I'm expecting some kind of crazy dance or something. I was like, give him something. I wasn't even thinking about that when I was watching the game. That, that never <laughs> crossed my mind. It was, I guess because I just recently watched the To episode of uh, Peyton's Places on ESPN Plus. I right. kind of felt like the history of the NFL dance, obviously with Terrell Owens being a big part of it. Obviously, <laughs> I guess being the brainchild that he is, Antonio Brown doing those kind of celebrations. But like I said, offensively. I feel like Tampa Bay had everything going for him. I mean, the run game was strong. They yeah, Leonard they had eighty nine. Yeah, they had eighty nine yards, I right. believe, in the game. So yeah. So, offensively for the Tampa, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were, I guess, a better match against that KC defense. Well, I didn't. I told you I didn't trust the Kansas City defense right. anyway. I told you that a long time ago. I was surprised they got this far, but I, I, I didn't I mean, trust them. Their pass rush is something they've been working on for the past couple of seasons. So I really felt like that would have put up at least a better game as far as that part of it because we saw Tom Brady just threw three picks, obviously, in that second half of that NFC right, Championship right. game. Get the pack. And I figured, okay, they can get some pressure on Brady. They can do something. And when he, they finally sacked him, I was like, okay, this could be a start of something. But when you get the ball to the offense and they give it right back over right. on <laughs> on, uh, on on punts, then obviously that kind of nullified things. Yeah. Especially when I look back at last Super Bowl and I said, okay, Patrick Mahomes threw two picks last year, and then he threw that first one. I was like, yeah, that means he got another one of them. And sure enough, that kind of ended the game right there where he threw a second pick. Well, they had a lot of tip balls. Uh, I ain't going to say a lot. They had a couple of balls that were tip. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it might have been a lot, but he had a couple of tip balls. Uh, but like I said, that happens when you run it for your life because he can't be totally accurate the way he wants to be. But like I said, even when he does, your teammates got to come through for you. Now, he had one high ball. Uh, I think it was Hartman uh, in, right. in the end zone. It was kind of high, but granted – Hardman got his hands on the ball. So, you know, yeah, it was high, but you got your hands on the ball. At least snag it. Right. I mean, you knocked out of bounds yeah. and you fall down with it. At least you got Right. That's a different it. situation. Yeah. Right. So, you know, but yeah. And now going forward into the next season, you got to see what they're going to be doing as far as the Tampa Bay restructuring of everybody. Because I yeah, heard I'm so hearing transitions. Mike Evans. Yeah. I heard Mike Evans. I yeah. heard Godwin. Even, even though Godwin, I, I said he had one catch, but he had other attempted catch the one he fell out of bounds with that was a nice oh, catch yeah, too yeah, yeah, he yeah. Fell out of, <laughs> so yeah they say he's gonna be gone so i don't know so i like to see what they're actually able to do because obviously brady came out right there in the post game conference right there on the stage and said that he would be back and they would be back so obviously we could see them deep in the playoffs again now, now that part did shock me because i promise when i i think i text you i'm yeah, like hey did. don't be surprised if he'd be like hey i'm gonna retire but uh somebody told me that he, he wouldn't do that right there because it'll take away from his team if he did right, it like it on the podium, the yeah, it would t- take away from the team win. They'd probably put know. a one last ride on the headlines the next morning <laughs> instead of anything else. But yeah, so I was surprised that he told me about coming back. I thought he was going to be like, we got to see. Because, I mean, what else? Honestly, he doesn't have anything else to play for to he me. Did, he didn't even have anything to prove really going into this nah, game right he, here. And he obviously still wanted to do it for the other team. I mean, now he actually shouldn't say, hey, I did it for another team on a whole different conference, with right. a whole different coach. 
Because before him, it was only Peyton Manning that had won a Super Bowl for two different franchises as far as quarterbacks are concerned. Okay. And now he did it in a whole different conference. So that kind of made things kind of different. I'm pretty sure there have been players that have won it on different conferences, but not as far as a quarterback. Not very many quarterbacks have even won more than one as it is. Is Peyton Manning the only one? Peyton Manning was the only one. Okay. So he won it with, obviously, Indianapolis Colts. I know, and then then, then then with the Broncos. Yeah. So – that was obviously something else that he could put on his, I guess you put a badge of honor type of thing, where it's like, okay, not only am I like like Peyton, where I got a championship with two different franchises, I did it with a different conference, and obviously I've got the most of any other quarterback in the NFL. Right. So, yeah, I was, like I said, I don't know what do he, well, I don't know what he has to play for at this moment. I, well, he's just playing because he wants to, he's bored at home, or what? <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I really don't know. Like, what are you doing? I guess, realistically, I mean, it goes into what would life be after football? Not a whole lot of people get to retire at the age of 43 in its entire United States. Okay, he's a football player. Football right. players are known to retire at 30-something years old. Your career is over. Find something else to do. But, okay, he's going to be, what, 44? Go do something else. So if we're putting him in the Michael Jordan kind of aspect of things, do you see Michael Why? Jordan trying to – because he's obviously one of those goats, right, that they say. So okay. would you see him on the sidelines talking a game? Would you see him going to coach no. high school football No, teams? I see him playing with his kids and going to their games and just being with his kids and wife and so becoming then, a straight-up you, you like oblivion to your outside world. Like, really. <laughs> so then that goes into the whole aspect of I'm pretty sure he's done everything he could possibly do outside of the world of football. I mean, obviously he could – I don't know, start some new ventures. You probably see his name pop up in some other things, maybe. Okay. I don't think he's going to be buying a team anytime sooner. Right. Anything. And you say outside of football. Well, he done everything in football, too. So what, <laughs> I mean, what else is there to do? I don't know. I don't have, I don't know. I don't know what he's playing and for. Along I get. with that, that Bucks team, Bruce Arians is going to come back. So obviously, him and his coaching staff putting together a heck of a game. And obviously, all the, um, head coaching vacancies have been filled prior to this. So right, now, right. we have, uh, Bruce Arians still retaining his guys like Todd Bowles and Byron, and Byron Leftwich. Leftwich yeah. And a lot of credit has to be going to Byron Leftwich as well because this is his first time, I think, being an offensive coordinator, right? Wasn't he the offensive he coordinator was, last year? He may have been with um, yeah, when he was with Jameis Winston. Yeah, I think so. So, realistically, watching him, I guess they both had to adapt to each other, Tom Brady and him, and find out what the strengths were in that. Obviously, of Tom Brady didn't have an MVP necessarily a season. And we could see in the Super Bowl that it wasn't all Tom Brady. That was a, a good collective. Um, it was a team. A coll- yeah, yeah that, effort you know, right there. Yeah, uh, so that entire brain trust right there that Bruce Arians has down there, it's, it's be, it'll be interesting to see them actually come back. But now on the side for KC, you've got enemy obviously, didn't get a job either. He'll be back. So he'll be back with that offense. Right. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire was a rookie this year. So now so he'll be back. They obviously got him on the contract as well. Right. You know you got Patrick Mahomes coming back there. He ain't going nowhere but ever. Their offensive line, they definitely got a strength in the offseason. Well, no, they had a they strength had two, in the offensive line. But, but, but Odu got hurt. Now you need depth in the offensive line if that's the case because the guys that filled in for him didn't show up or were just overpowered. I mean, you got JPP and right. Dominican Sue. These, the these, are not, these are not little fluff dudes right. that you think. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> these are some, I mean, JPP, you think about People forget about JPP, but JPP was – one of them pass rushing dudes. That's who he was. Sue, everybody know about Sue. You know, he still had a push on on, on Patrick yesterday. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I was I was crazy to see that. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, these are not like dudes. And then Sha- Shaq Barrett was on the team with, I think, Denver or either of the Panthers when uh, right. when, when Von Miller won against when the Reamers dude. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. So, you know, hey, it is what it is. But I think they're young. They'll be back. They're really not going to lose anybody unless they lose them because they want to. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? What else you want to get into? Because we had a lot going on, obviously. This man, the Hall of Fame, man. Hall of Fame. I was going to say, Hall of Fame. Uh, Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson yep. got in. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't want them to hold up his eight, nine years that he played against him. Yeah. Because, you know, when they give people a short, you know, uh, Terrell Davis was the last one who played like eight, nine years, and they like held him out of the Hall of Fame forever. So, uh, and this was his first ballot, obviously, right? Right. For, for right. Yep. So, yeah, I'm like, I hope they don't hold it against him. I knew Charles Wilson was going in. Yeah. I knew uh, Peyton, Manning Peyton Manning was going, was going in. in. Them two dudes have been synonymous with each other since 1998. Yeah. I mean, and that's crazy because they retired together. They came in together. They was up for the Heisman together. I mean, them jokers there has been synonymous with each other forever. Uh, so, yeah, I'm happy about that. Uh, John Lynch got in, which was cool. Uh, he's the GM now, so we'll see how, you know, get all that stuff done. Yeah, he could be even going back in as a GM, I guess. Does that, does that work like that? I don't know. I don't know all <laughs> the rules and stuff. Becoming and then, all the famer and this yeah. obviously been in the front <laughs> office. Yeah, I don't, that's true. It could be, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Could you go in twice? Could you, like, could you find They'll a way just to put a little asterisk or a little put slash. something by your name? Yeah. yeah, you know, let them know he's done this again. Like he's great in this area too. Uh, him, uh, Alan Fanica, you know, shout out to the Hall of Fame team, man. And I, you know, Pearson finally made it in. Right, right. I feel like his little, um, I guess you could say rant that he did a couple years back when he didn't get in. Kind of probably propelled him to say, okay, let's go ahead and make this before this dude dies. I mean, realistically, you I don't want to have him go in posthumously. You want to make sure that you actually get him in right now while he can still yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, because he is one of those players from the from the old days, obviously. That what was he? The All Decade team, the only last member of the All Decade team that didn't make it in. So okay, I've, what was that? The seventies, I believe. That Something like that. So, Somewhere in there. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere in there. And um. Also that night, everything that was being announced back to back, the NFL honors. Oh, NFL honors have right. yeah, the NFL honors. I'm I'm well, I'm happy about Alex Smith. Speaking of Alex Smith getting the comeback player of the year, which I think we both knew that was kind of exactly. coming to happen. Uh, in his comeback player of the year thing, I'm I'm thinking to myself, have we seen the last of Alex Smith? <laughs> he didn't say nothing, but again, I, he proved his point. If he comes back, they're not going to the Super Bowl, I don't think. So, uh, you know, but, yeah. And he is under contract with Washington, correct? I believe so. Yeah. But he's been under contract, you know, he's been for two years. He's, I don't know. Because he, 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 it's been four years. His first year, well, he's got hurt his first year, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's been like three years. I don't know. Maybe. If so, he's like one of the few. But, uh I, mean, I figure he he'll be retiring, but he like I said he might come back. I don't sitting know. Sitting at thirty six years old, being through what he's did. I mean, obviously he had to do this for kind of a a, a moral high ground on this one right here to say okay. Well, he wanted I to show you could yeah, yeah you know and, so, and applause like. This was obviously something that he needed to do for himself, but like you said, going into next season, what's the chances of making the playoffs, making the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl? I think they'll probably get to the playoffs. Well, depending. Right. Well. That, uh, let me take that back. It depends on some moves and stuff happening, but yeah, exactly. the, you with, know. With his, and it was with as many quarterback changes as going on right now, man, it's carousel. It's something to look at to see if he can end up on another roster in general. Who, uh, Alex, Alex Smith? Smith? Just because he's on the contract doesn't mean he stays there. 
That's true. Really, I didn't think really about that like either. Heineke yeah, that's true. is that guy moving forward, then he couldn't basically be a backup and then force his way out of there or just say, you know what, I will retire at that point because I wouldn't just settle for that position at that, that's at that point. That's true. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, also staying with Washington, though, Chase Young, defensive, Chase Young, defensive player. Defensive rookie. Defensive rookie, defensive rookie of the year, I'm sorry. Year, yeah. So the former Buckeye obviously got that. We all kind of <laughs> saw that when he got drafted, how he, how good he was going to be anyway. And no, no, no. I mean, I never was, can tell people get drafted because it's, it's been so many yes and hit and missing. I don't know. I I guess I watch you throughout the year. I never can say you know you 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 are just because on draft night they drafted you. You might not be able to play from your draft night to your whatever for whatever situation. Either you sorry. Then put the work in. Whatever situation you do after your draft night, your name is called. Everybody does not have success. So, in terms of that, no, it, it's potential. As fast as he is, and on that scheme that they run down there, though, he definitely put himself in a good position and was put in a good position to actually succeed. Succeed. I feel to you. get to that level, though. But it takes. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel you. I mean, you're second. You're the second overall pick, so <laughs> you got to live up <laughs> to your own expectations at that point. But well, that's what I mean. It depends on the person, uh, along with other circumstances, too. I'm just saying, just you've seen guys on draft night, and then you'd be like, what happened to this guy? And you forget about him until they show draft night again. You'd be like, oh, yeah, right. I remember that. So, <laughs> so yeah, you know. Uh, offensive player of the year I was happy with, King Henry. Right. Came with the offensive offensive. We knew over, uh, over 2,000 yards were going to get him at least that. Even though I was lobbying for the MVP, I wanted the all – all the potato chips and all the uh, French fries with it. I would have loved to have dude as the MVP. I mean, you know, even though they it's a quarterback driven league, so they try to throw the quarterbacks in everything. But you know, I would love to have dude as offensive. I mean, uh, MVP. And in a wide receiver heavy first round of the past NFL draft, we didn't see uh, Justin Jefferson as surprising as he was for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. They gave it to Justin Herbert instead for the right. offensive. He got votes though. He wasn't unanimous. Right. Uh, which. It was like I say, it's quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Quarterbacks, people want quarterbacks. So you know, you seen the rules and how stuff go. You see, the, you see Mahomes in the Super Bowl when they fell on him and they called a rough in the passer. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, one person fell on you low, one person hit you high. That's not a flag, <laughs> but that's how they do now. So shout out Justin Herbert. I, I you know, we had a good feeling he was probably gonna get it because the dude. He played well, so, you know, down the stretch. records and whatnot. Yeah, so, you know. I and know. defensive player of the year, once again, the member of the 99 club on Madden, Aaron Donald. So, okay. J.J. Watt was kind of upset about that because his brother T.J. on the Steelers didn't get that. And, of course, Xavier Howard had those 20 picks for Miami. So, those are kind of guys we kind of looked at. Yeah, 20? Hey, was it 20? Nah. It, I'm sorry, was it? Uh, like 14, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say 20 is mad numbers. We, do, <laughs> <laughs> we, talk, we talk about mad numbers now. Okay. Uh, projected. I think on the last episode I talked about it, oh, how many he actually had. I think, I it, think was it was 14. 14, I want to yeah. I think it was 14 or 12. The record is 14, ain't it, in the season? I don't know. We have to look that up. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, ain't no shame for T.J. Watt. I mean, he led the league in sacks, though, right? Yes. So I guess they wanted, you know, he, he, he was deserving. If they had gave it to him, I wouldn't be surprised. He was deserving. So I can understand. I understand the the. Uh, it was ten picks. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna say. It I'm was gonna 20, say twenty passes defense and ten picks. Yeah, Twenty's mad numbers. <laughs> I think the record is fourteen or twelve for the for the league, like in the, in the season. So yeah, that's high. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I understand the snub talk, but yeah. And then, coach of the year Kevin Stefanski, of course, the Browns broke an 18 year playoff drought. They were 11 and five and all that good stuff. So right. 
finally getting them back in the playoffs already automatically. That's pretty much how it goes when it comes to the, co- the coach of the year. How were you able to turn this team around within one year, within one season? And that would be a slow ground where you're going from 9-7 to seven to 10-6, and 11-5. It kind of made a good jump there. I don't know how they judge coach of the year. I really don't. Because uh, you see some coaches who have been there forever get coach of the year. You know what I mean? I don't know what the qualifications are. I don't know. So, congrats to Kevin Stefanski, but I don't know what the qualifications are. I'm not. I'm not mad that he got it though. It's, it's understandable. So, yeah, because yeah. of course, coaches like Andy Reid. If you take a team to back to back to back to back to back Super Bowls or have them fourteen and two back to back years or something like that, you always got to win a record. I think that's kind of expected of you. That's, at what, this point. that's what I'm saying. See, I don't know what the that's what I don't know what the qualifications are. I don't know how they how they judge coach of the year. Maybe doing the best job with with what they thought was the least, um, I guess. I don't know. I couldn't See. even say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So it's a pretty I don't know. loaded team right there. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the qualifications are. So, and yeah. then the MVP, Aaron Rodgers. We kind of expected that, 48 touchdowns on the season and everything. So we knew that he was going to get a lot of votes for that one. Yeah. I'm not sure how many guys you really had um, opposing that. Well, I opposed it. I didn't want him to get it, but <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. I mean, you know, like I said, I was, I was, I was with you. I was going for Derrick Henry, but – um, you know, they want to give it to a quarterback. And of the quarterbacks, I guess he was the most qualified. I don't know. I'm okay. I mean, after seeing what this offseason is looking like right now with this many quarterbacks already changing teams or being put up for trade bait at this point, I think there is a big, um, I guess, admiration for someone like him who obviously, I guess they kind of felt sorry for him at this point. It's like, man, <laughs> you've been putting this system that's not making you thrive. They drafted, a, they drafted a quarterback in the first round instead of a, instead of some help for you. Like I said, I've looked at Green Bay's run game for the past couple years. I'm still scratching my head trying to figure out how are they not helping this dude? The run game or the pass game? The run game. I like their run game. Their run game is decent. They haven't had a real good okay. running back in a long time. Well, well maybe they ain't got nothing to do with running back. Maybe it's the offensive line they put Eddie, together. Eddie Lacy, I think, was the last what? time. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's just in my eyes. I'm not a, I'm not a Green Bay fan, so I may, maybe they know better than me as far as statistics are concerned. But they did pretty good running the ball. I, I don't right. think run- – I think they meant receiver help for for uh, Devontae. Like yeah. he has, he has other than, but the other guys I think stepped up at I least this the last year. Time they had a good tight end either. Jamichael Finley, right? That's the one I that can sounds, remember. That's the one that comes that to mind. That's about right. Not uh, Rich, I wouldn't even say Richard so like Rodgers. Yeah, he yeah, was he nah. was coming go with them yeah. and then obviously left completely. I would say Jamichael Finley. They definitely need to get the man some help, right? <laughs> he got the offensive line help. They got, always got a good defense going on over there. It's all right, but he got to get some weapons, right? I don't know. I don't know what they do, but uh, I don't know. But don't talking know. about some quarterbacks now that we're on the topic right now, quarterbacks who may or may not be disgruntled, quarterbacks who may or may not want to get the heck out of town or who may be being forced out of town. We didn't talk about Dwayne Haskins, who was forced out before the season was over with the Washington football team. Signed with Pittsburgh. He signed with Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. So what does that mean for still Ben Roethlisberger's future with that team? I mean, does, do they just let Dwayne Haskins sit back there for maybe one or two years under Ben and then – Say okay, we're gonna hand you the reins, or is he just gonna be, become a career backup? I think it's too early to say. Right now, he could it could go either way. It's like when you know when they first get you, and they don't know what you're gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, right now I think he could go either way. It, it depends on him. I think it depends on what he shows them that he's capable of, along with how he matures mentally for them and what they asking of him. That can go either way. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Deshaun Jackson still went out of town. Uh, I was a little trippy about the head coach, the new head coach, the way the press conference to me sounded 
dictatorish. It was like, you don't know. How do you it's like it's okay to say I don't know about a situation, right? Yeah. Uh I think the was it post game for Andy Reid? Or was it post I think Andy Reid. The post game for Andy Reid, he sounds like a head coach. The po the, the interview press conference for Houston's new head coach, he sounded like a dude that wasn't the right guy to me. It was like, what? You don't, it's okay to say I don't know. I just got here. Yep. You know, whatever. It's okay to not have all the information when you first walk through the door. But uh, I don't know about that. Deshaun still won out, allegedly. Head coach talking about it. I wasn't to the job. I know he wasn't going to be here. You don't know. You don't, you don't know. know. That's what I'm saying. You don't know, which is dumb to even say stuff like that. But And speaking of Deshaun Watson, then, what would be the situation if he was to get traded to Miami? Will we see Tua in, in Houston or we see some kind of three-team trade or something like that? Because I don't see that being the sale end off for Tua. Nah, well, the whole thing is unprecedented. I don't know what happens because, well, I only know if the listeners really know what the real situation in Houston is. I only know if you, do you know the real situation in Houston right now? Not really. Okay, you remember Bob McNair? Right. The owner. Well, he's dead. He's passed away. Right. And Cal McNair, obviously. Right, his son. Right. So if you if you ever can think of something in your in your mind that had a job or whatever, when the owner, CEO, or whatever has left, a whole new regime comes in. Well, I'm not cool with this new regime. The people who were there are up under the old regime. So it's like, what do you do? You try to make a new culture with the new regime. So ultimately, exactly. sometimes right. what happens, the old people got to go. Because the new people, because the old people have a, a a remembrance of what it used to be. Well, people you bring in at this point don't have that. They have total new appreciative for the opportunity. This is what we know. So I think they have to start over. But it's unprecedented because like because of that and because of what you could get. I thought about uh, Herschel Walker with the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in 19, uh, was it 88, 87? Like something yeah. like that. The Cowboys traded Herschel Walker for like seven draft picks. Right now they're asking for three for Deshaun. All those draft picks became Darren Woodson, Emmitt Smith, and all the rest of them dudes who went on to win the Super Bowl So, and Hall of Fame. So they can do that in Houston, just start over, scratch. You know what I mean? So again, you possibly seeing two as a quarterback for Houston Texans then in that regard. That might work. See, anybody knew it would work. Getting those picks, because obviously they don't even have a first-round pick of their own right now. Right. So getting a pick from Miami as well as Tua would work really well for them. Yeah, because it's like like I say, it's like starting over. He doesn't know anything about the ownership as it used to be. You see what I'm saying? Right. He's He would come in Brand and new. be and, – right. And, and to him, this is what he knows now. Okay, yeah, I had a year in Miami, but I'm in Houston now, so I'm doing this here. I, I'm getting to know y'all as well as y'all getting to know me. It's a, it's a fresh start for everybody. So I think he was working in Houston, but a three-team trade, I could see some other places he could go to yeah. if that happened. So, yeah. And now speaking to what you were talking about as far as teams changing cultures, franchises, changes, directions, and all that stuff like that, how should contract negotiations be, negotiations be made for the next CBA, for the NBA, the NFL, regarding these players that are these star players that would want to have themselves some more flexibility to get out of their contract. Somebody like a Patrick Mahomes signing a 10-year deal. Okay. If Andy Reid decides to retire and there's no longer any success in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes to the level of what he's expected to already uh-huh. be in, in the Super Bowl twice within his, what, third year starting? Okay. These star players, do they deserve some kind of no. leeway to get out? Because no. if a if a team sees you underperforming and they decide they want to move on from you, they can cut should you. you have the same kind of feeling towards the team? Like, hey, y'all aren't doing anything to help me get to where I need to? 
You didn't fire the offensive coordinator. You didn't <laughs> trade away my best wide receiver like Deshaun Delpit. Right. Okay, well, technically speaking, he can force his way out. But also, this, again, this is goes to why you don't sign those long-term contracts right, right. like 10 years and stuff like that. All I give you is five. So in five years, if we see what happens in five, if we don't work in five, I'm gone, you gone, it's okay. So, no, I give them nothing in the CBA about whatever they want to do about whatever the situation is. You I hear? Think, I think it will make it easily identifiable for some of the players who aren't in for all the money and would love to just be able to be able to put themselves in a good financial situation and not really care about winning championships at that point because you would see the star players that really want to get out of town so they can win a championship or at least be competitive and the others who obviously just like, man, I'm good where I'm at. I don't really care. Well, it's, it's, it's so much harder in football, though. See, like, you talking about forcing your way out. Where are you going to go? <laughs> there's a lot of teams that obviously want a lot of quarterbacks right now in this situation. So right. there's always going to be a market for you somewhere. Okay, but sometimes stuff don't fit. Just because you go there, sometimes that doesn't always ensure success. So, yeah, you want that. But like I said, you can always force your way out. Like, I think Deshaun's going to have to do in this situation. Yeah. Just don't play. I got like back I said, spasms today, you know? Like I said, as far as the CBA for me, I feel like there should be something like that because you, you see all these alternative routes now where teams are make, where players are making making themselves look in a bad light right now because if Deshaun decides he want to sit out for the entire year or force himself into retirement just to say, okay, I'll prove a point to you guys, then that pretty much puts you in the same position where it's like, okay, we should have some where it should have some kind of negotiations like, like he asked for. Hey, just check in with me about the candidates you're looking for. And they don't even do that. He didn't ask for that. They told him they would. That's, <laughs> that's another reason why he's upset. They told him they would. But I don't know. I don't know how you – see, it's, it's so much different in football than it is in basketball and some of that. Those are more individualized. This is more of a team. So I, I think in any situation, sometimes a player can look bad. You know, like Deshaun Watson, if something happens, he could look bad. But I think right now everybody knows the situation that's going on in Houston, so he wouldn't totally look as bad as – he might look to, right. uh, you know, people who wouldn't know the situation. So yeah, uh, and I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I, I'm always of the thing. If you don't want to be here, give you know, you, we we'll force a way to fight, to get get you out of here. Because well, yeah, if you don't want to be here, we don't want you here. It's kind yeah. of thing. That's, that's kind of my thing. And I think now the thing it really is because I think Philadelphia Eagles are going through the same thing right now. It's probably the asking price. We know that we've got a player caliber of uh, worthy of something. Okay. So we're going to try to get something in return, especially for what we gave up to get said player. That's your or like fault. I said, like Deshaun Watson right now, they're not just going to give him away to anybody who's willing to throw some jelly beans their way. They're going to actually try to get something in return, right? They want to look forward to the future of their franchise, and you got a new head coach coming and give him some draft picks possibly to go ahead and get himself set up. They say they want three uh, – allegedly, what I heard, they want three first-round picks. Personally, I wouldn't give you three. I might give you two and like a, a third – Something, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. I'm not giving you three first round draft picks. Right. I'm not. But uh and, and 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 honestly, with the situation being it is, I don't think they're gonna give him that because they like, okay, well, he don't he really don't want to be there. So if he doesn't show up, or if he shows up and say I got back spasms today, because they can't make a injured player play, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You're gonna end up even I, I can't say you cutting him because, you know, you owe him so much money, but yeah. You, you, you can do stuff. It's stuff and now speaking do. of Carson Wentz, that's the other quarterback right now with a little bit of controversy going around him as far as where his next landing spot will be. They just well, hired a head coach, Nick well, Sirianni. Well, that's why I'm shocked because rem- we had this conversation. Right. I remember the owner said he wanted to give out Carson. He didn't feel he had a a, a, a quality opportunity to show what he had. So in and my opinion, where, when they fired, what you call I figured he was good. That's where he is. And that's something where the, where the – 
the confusion is coming around because with Doug Peterson firing, we kind of assumed that Doug Peterson was tired of being told what to do in Philadelphia. He was not willing to um, stay with Carson. Obviously, he moved right. on to Jalen Hurts in the end of the season. Maybe he had a little feeling of moving on with Jalen Hurts in 2021, and they thought they eliminated that problem. Maybe that did not rectify the situation with Carson. Maybe that did not make any bridges, and maybe he's now saying that he wants to get out of town as opposed to what the front office is saying where we want to keep him. I got you. So with Carson now, there's been all kind of crazy rumors being thrown around. Yeah. Of course, he's going to be he's going to ever be forever tied with uh, Frank Reich. I'm sorry, yes, there him him as well, but with Nick Foles because Nick Foles obviously was the backup to the Super Bowl (laughs) that that won the Super Bowl. So now the crazy rumors being thrown out there where there would be a potential trade to Chicago to have Nick Foles come back to Philly and then send. That's Carson stupid. To that's stupid. The Bears. That's that's. Dumb. I'm gonna say this right here on, ra- <laughs> on radio. That's that, that. No, that's dumb. Don't do that. Sometimes when stuff is gone, you gotta let, let it, go. it go. You gotta let it go, yeah. man. You gotta let it go. And see, that's you, been something that's always been, I guess, with that franchise in general because Deshaun Jackson made his return to Philadelphia and it hasn't worked out so well. Well, yeah. Deshaun <laughs> McCoy. They always ask Deshaun McCoy, where do you want? Where do you want to retire? Where do you see yourself? And now, obviously, winning back-to-back Super Bowls for him. Not playing teams. in either, but yeah. Not <laughs> playing in either one. It looked like a smart decision not to return to Philadelphia, obviously, because, I mean, they did win one at that point right. while he was out. But necessarily, I, like I said, that seems to be the kind of theme there. But then again, this is just rumors right now we're hearing. Nothing has been made official. Nothing has been actually pitched. But there have been calls made back and forth. Of course, the Philadelphia Eagles front office is going to start listening to some of these calls. Right. And if you can start throwing me some, some things my way. They didn't draft a quarterback in the second round just to not let him play at some point, right? Well, actually, the regime that drafted him, well, I ain't going to say the regime. The head coach that drafted him allegedly is gone. Right. So the GM wanted you, I guess, I'm assuming. <laughs> so that somebody was, wanted well, you. Well, I think that was one of the more confusing parts right there because there's been a lot of back and forth as to whose decision that was. Right. Okay. Because the, the same could be said about picking Jalen Rager one pick right before uh, Justin Jefferson in that first round and obviously Justin Jefferson having a good year that he did and Jalen Rager not necessarily being on the field for Philadelphia has been a little bit of an issue there of who actually made that, that decision. Obviously things were being done remotely so they weren't in the same room when those picks were being right. made. I forgot about so that. So the draft rooms, draft war rooms was a little, a little different this yeah. past year to make that decision but like I said that goes along with that because we already had the first domino fall with Matt Stafford being traded to L.A. And, and, and I saw a thing that popped up on the screen said the Panthers wanted Matthew Stafford for Teddy Bridgewater and like some draft picks, which that's unprecedented too. Cause I, you know, I'm like, huh? They offering the Rams, they offering the Rams Teddy Bridgewater and some draft picks for Matthew Stafford. I'm like, why couldn't you get him out of Detroit if you wanted him right? Place, exactly. <laughs> and obviously, I guess that was one of those things where Matthew Stafford did kind of force his way out of there. Was what was he being pushed out of there? I can't remember. He how got the pushed. They didn't happened. want him. I think it's a new, you know, new new head coach, new stuff. True, so it's, true. it's like we're moving on. Kind of like the Matt Ryan thing. He's probably not going to be there next year or whatever. So I'm assuming. I don't know how that's going to fall, but you know, you know what I mean. Like how you know. So I think it's like that. But uh, as far as the Eagles thing doing whatever, no, let it go. I think we as people do that a lot. We try to recreate something that that was good because we felt good or it made us feel good and we try to recreate it. It was an event that was all on its own. Let it go. Let it go. You got to move on. And what, how do you feel about the Jared Goff part of that entire Rams Detroit trade right there? As far as what? Jared Goff being out of L.A., like I said now. Because at first it didn't seem as 
as expected to see Carson get moved out of there because he was the second pick in that draft, not the first pick in that same draft who was given similar money on a, restru- on, a, on a contract, yeah. has been moved up out of L.A. And like I said, that's the same head coach out there. They still got Sean McVay. So what, that's true. what forced that move? And then obviously now, where do they see Jared Goff being in Detroit? I don't know. I don't think that – Okay. <laughs> When they, I don't think I, we said talk about about this trade. When they made this trade, I'm like, okay, it, it was it was an insignificant trade. I, I don't think one is truly that much better than the right. other one. Might it, be it, it, right, in my point, point I, in my opinion, I don't think one is truly better than the other. So, okay, did you just not want Jerry Goff, or you just wanted Matthew Stafford? If you didn't want Jerry Goff, Jerry Goff is younger. If you want to give us some 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 good things about him, he's younger. Uh, so yeah, I mean I don't have much. I don't know how his arm strength or nothing like that is at this point, but I don't know. Uh, maybe he can do wonders with with, with Detroit. I I don't know. I and mean, with a coaching staff so young in uh, in LA, I guess they wanted a guy more around their ages. <laughs> 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 They're in their late thirties. He's in his late thirties <laughs> soon. So I guess that worked out for them. I don't see that being beneficial to to right. to, 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 to the Rams. I really don't. I'm sorry, Rams fans. I do not see Matthew Stafford bringing y'all no championship. I do not see Matthew Stafford bringing y'all competitive, any more competitive than y'all already have been with with, with Jerry Goff. No. Yeah, so I don't Matt know. Stafford just turned 33 this past weekend and obviously comes with a little bit of baggage with him, I guess you could say. He's had a, a not necessarily injury. Yes, uh, what it is. Injury riddled, but go on say a, that. He's, he's had, had some bit. shoulders, some of this, <laughs> some of that. Yeah, go on say that. That's what it is. But I don't, I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, like I say, to me, they're kind of like the same guy. So I don't see it being an upgrade, but okay. But like I said, I give Jared the 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 more ceiling because or or more of a sky's the limit because he's younger and we really haven't right. seen everything that we've seen. At 32, 33 years old, I would say you are who you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At this point, it's not something you're not going to surprise us. You know what I mean? So yeah, I well, mean. So I guess basically they know what they're getting though. Well, allegedly he's been hurt. Right. I mean. Did you get rid of Jerry Goff because he was hurt? I guarantee you Matthew Stafford's been hurt more than Jerry Goff, but yeah, okay. Exactly. So I don't know. I don't know. So now Weird. looking forward to the rest of the, the season, we should expect for next season going into this offseason now, like we said, we might have some trades coming up. We obviously got the draft soon before we know it. Right. I'm looking at some more of the, uh, I guess you could say, outside the field type of things that went on this past season. Of course, we had no preseason off top. Yeah, it was crazy. They had a total of 18 regular season games get postponed. Of course, n- luckily, no pre, no playoff games were postponed or really affected too much outside That's of Stefanski missing. That's true. Yeah, the, uh, playoff game. Divisional round. I believe it was Wildcard Divisional no, round. No, Wildcard. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, Wildcard. So, should we get ready to start seeing the 17th game? Because remember, that's supposed to be up for grabs right now this coming season, a 17th game being added to the schedule. Man, I don't know what the owner's gonna do. And right even now. I mean, we're still in a pandemic, games, huh? right? So, so I don't, it might get yeah. put on hold, it right, could, into next year because we still, yeah. because we don't even know if come August we could even see a preseason. Because I feel in, in my mind, we've always talked about it, we could limit just a preseason just to the rookies coming in or guys coming over from a new from another team that want to get acclimated with the offense or the defense or whatnot. But a lot of these veterans obviously only play like maybe one series the entire offseason. Do you see Tom Brady really getting out there and and playing <laughs> in a preseason game? That's true. A lot nah, of guys dude. who have been injured for, I believe, Tony Romo in his in his past, he got injured against the Seahawks in a preseason game. So, you don't want to see something like that happen. There was preseason, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, here is back. Right. Yeah. Oh. So, 
the importance, obviously, of the preseason we've always talked about is not really that that important for the veterans. It's more for the rookies, obviously, coming in. A lot of these rookies this year that did show out, it was great because they didn't even see any kind of preseason time. They just got thrown out there on the <laughs> field and had to show them and prove themselves in training camp to make the roster. Well, that's what I was going to say. Ain't that what training camp and stuff is? When right. you're going through that, it's kind of, it's kind of like your preseason. So I yeah. guess – I don't know. You Dude. get the you get the in game live action, I guess. Obviously, especially on an opposing team, not necessarily not doing just it your against own guys, your, right. yeah, against your own. Um, but they run scrimmages. Team. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I we did it this year. We exactly, have preseason, exactly. so I'm like, maybe they so want to cut it to two games yeah, or whatever. Kind of pulled it to something like that. Yeah. And now going into something else, we saw it a little bit last night during the Super Bowl. And then we see it, uh, I guess, more towards the later half of the season, the sideline 4K cameras. They used some pretty unique cameras on the sideline where they showed the um, the guys on the bench. And I think it was more so because we did not have uh, fans in the crowd necessarily a lot of these games. So they had to run. So it kind of made a blur <laughs> behind the players and you kind of put a focus on the player themselves to where you saw that crisp look. And I feel like that's something they're going to obviously want to use going forward. I'm pretty sure it's expensive. Honestly, I, I don't even know until you just said it. So I, I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe you did pay attention to this next thing I was going to talk about, then the showtime cam that they use in the end zones now whenever a player intercepts the ball, forces a turnover, whatever it is, when they run out to the end zone and start celebrating. Okay, that part, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah <laughs> that was something I was trying to think about. You remember we went to that XFL game earlier last year before the pandemic, before the pandemic shut started, yeah. down? I want to say we saw something like that in the XFL. So once again... The NFL, the NFL kind of borrowing from the XFL. Yeah. And I think I just heard recently, too, the XFL is obviously going to get kickstarted sometime in 2022 now after hopefully all this is said and done. So we could see some XFL football because usually right about now, we'd be getting ready for the XFL season right, right after right, the Super Bowl. Right. So I want to see what the NFL does with the Showtime cam because that kind of gave the players something to actually something go to that, and yeah, celebrate right, because right. they couldn't jump into crowds in Lambeau no more. Even a couple players did. Right. <laughs> even nobody was there. They right. Cold seats. right. Right. But obviously the interaction with the fans, a lot of these players didn't get a chance. So, I mean, Cam Newton obviously being on a new team and everything, he usually does the whole football handoff whenever he scores a touchdown gotcha. rushing yeah. and whatnot to hand it off to a young fan or something like that. A lot right. of those players like that kind of, kind of feeling. And of course, with the Super Bowl, with the capacity of people they had last night, of course you get the crowd into it. You get, um, John back and forth with the fans like um, who was that Tyreek Hill did that a couple weeks back <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. when he said y'all need to call <laughs> call for help help was on the way he actually uh, well he is reminiscent of Shannon Sharp he right did, right right he was, yeah. and I watched those videos side by side a couple times and I just laughed because yeah. obviously that's the kind of thing you want to see out of these players and like I said not having fans kind of took that a little bit away from them but we'll see what it looks like going into the NBA season next season though I'm sorry, NFL, NFL season, season next yeah. season. I was going to get into what our current NBA season is looking like right now. We still got more postponed games, and they're still talking about an all-star game at this point. Right. Uh, some players are still upset Absolutely. or outraged about the all-star game. I mean, I would say take a vote, man. Yeah, and I don't know if the, CBA, never... I don't know if the CBA or the NBA PA has any type of that thing in place for the, the players actually going to be selected or for all the players in general because – Chris Paul is the president of the NBA. PA, right, right. And he helped the NBA come to this agreement of this decision right here. That's why I say take a vote. The only thing he threw in there was to get a chance to raise some money for HBCUs and COVID-19 relief along with it. But I feel like the NBA is still trying to recoup some of that money from last year. 
that they were obviously missing out oh, on. The ones we're gonna, we're gonna, because the they have this contract with TNT. I think it's like the 19th year in a row we're doing the All-Star and TNT. So they obviously got that nice contract they're going to get from them for any sponsors and anything that have come out. I mean, we wouldn't have seen Blake Griffin jump over a Kia if we, if we didn't know <laughs> there were sponsors involved. That's true. Uh, I think the sponsors know the situation. I will say that. Uh, but it's what they could do. Just throwing something on top of my head. If every team take a vote, you know, all the players throw some throw yes or no in the hat. Don't put your name on it. Just just throw yes or no in the hat, right? The majority of whatever comes out, let's say the majority is no for your team, right? So your team has voted no. You do that with all twenty eight teams? Or the twenty it's thirty teams? Thirty teams. Okay. So you do that with all thirty teams and see what you get. Of that, of those who said yes and no, you see who won of the yes and no. Hey guys, we're gonna we're either gonna have one or not have one because you, of the players, have said yes. Or, you know what I'm saying? Has have said yes or no. I, I say you do it that way and, and let, see, let it issue, go. The issue of it is is coming from the big stars who actually did make the playoffs in the bubble. Only had like what 71 days off between them and the, then in the beginning of the season, especially for those Lakers players and whatnot who just left the bubble, just got back home, finally got a chance to relax right. and stay, sit with time with family, had to jump right back into the next NBA season. And now you're telling me there's an exhibition game that means absolutely nothing is going to be played for what at this point. So I don't know if a vote really matters because it seems like the San Antonio Spurs and Utah Jazz are not going to have as many All-Stars <laughs> on their team as, I mean, the whole entire Brooklyn Nets starting five could probably be on there. Like we <laughs> saw with the Golden State Warriors having All-Stars okay. at one point. So now a lot of these teams may vote yes because a lot of these young players who always strive to, strive to be All-Stars or wanted to be All-Stars in their career, they obviously – wanted to be in the All-Star game. But somebody like LeBron, who's been in there every year, he doesn't mind the All-Star recognition, but does he really want to play in it, though? Because at this point, what are we playing it for? I get that. I get that. But as far as family time and going back to that situation, I would use Toronto as a as a total situation. They can't even go home. Right, right, right. Like the, their whole season is lived in, is it Florida, Atlanta? One of them, somewhere Florida, over yeah. there. They can't even go home. So, you know, but I don't know. I don't know what you do. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. We didn't have one for the NFL, so I guess the NBA yeah. could just take a, you know. Just like everything else and most things that have been done, we could take a take a year off. We could take a postponement. I mean, they've already been postponed a regular game. So, realistically, right now, their current situation and their health and safety protocols are not up to par with what it should be to avoid the spread or avoid any anybody potentially being affected by this so right like i said on on the understanding part of that they should just move on from from it this year like i, I said feel. if you give the guys the also recognition they'll yeah i would give away. them the recognition i would, I would definitely give them recognition they've already moved away from indianapolis hosting it and let them host it instead of 2024 now you're just throwing atlanta in the mix for what because there is no big parties there's not gonna be a big all-star saturday night right, even if there right. is a competition not gonna be a whole lot of people there to experience it That's so true. i don't necessarily see what the what the what's the gain from it except for just getting some dollars in? Because obviously people will be in front of TVs, ad money will probably go yeah, up. They'll <laughs> get their sponsors to obviously get some money in there. That's true, but it wouldn't be the same. I, I get you. Uh, I would definitely give them the recognition, but I guess they could figure out, you know, not play it. I mean, I'm okay if they play it or whether they don't. But I, I if if you get, like, but that's why I say because you who's to say that the players are not split? Like you have yeah, some, who, yeah. right? You see what I'm saying? So that's why I say the voting thing because you know at least you get some kind of representation of 
who actually wants it and who doesn't. It's okay if you don't want it, but let's just have a vote so we can get gauge who wants it and who doesn't. So, yeah. So, the former first-round pick in the 2008 draft, former MVP of 2011, is on the move again. Who is this? Derrick Rose. Oh, yeah, he's going back to the Knicks. He's uh, going back to the Knicks. He was there Back with Tom Thibodeau. And back with Tom Thibodeau. So, Tom Thibodeau has coached for three NBA teams, and now he's had Derrick Rose on the roster for three separate times. Now, obviously, Derrick Rose is not the same player he once was. I don't know if he's going to get a starting position in New York. He he's, was, he's been balling. He started off the season coming off the bench after playing 15 games last season. Um, he played more than 15. I'm sorry. He started 15 oh, okay, games. Okay, I'm going to say because the dude was he, – he, 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 he got to a point where he was he was Derrick Rose. Not the Derrick Rose right. in Chicago, but he was a, a – a, a, you know, he, he was a valuable asset on the team. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess Tom Thibodeau really wants him. He was he was doing fine in Detroit. Exactly. Uh, they got rid of Dennis Smith Jr., which uh, – trying to find out who he is right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, that was something interesting to me because I believe he was, what, tra- drafted by the Mavericks at first? Drafted by the Mavericks, or at least – well, I ain't going to say that. Was, I'm going to say he played for the, played Mavericks, for the Mavericks for his first couple of years, and then they traded him uh, to the Knicks, and now he's on the move again to right. Detroit. Who's Detroit head coach? Um, drawing a blank right now. I don't know, but anyway, uh, so I, like I said, I know it's good to be wanted. I'm not sure how Derek feels about going back to New York. He he didn't have a great time in New York. I should say he got a lot of injuries in New York, but maybe that was just that time. So you know what? I just watched a, a Detroit game last night, a, a couple of nights ago. It's Dwayne Casey, former head coach of the year, okay, for the Raptors. Okay, I like so Dwayne, Dwayne Casey. Casey okay. Obviously, find himself there in Detroit, and they've been doing, I guess. Considerably okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah. They haven't had the the best of luck, but of course, this is a a very unique season where they started off outside the bubble and obviously have to try to maintain that because I think they were one of the teams that were uh, affected by that. What as the far bubble? As the game postponements. Oh, you mean that part? Yeah, okay, right I now. Got you, I got you. Because right now Detroit's five and eighteen; they're dead last in the in the East. So I don't know if this this kind of move could possibly shake them up where you get Dennis Smith Jr. over there and get some some help in there. I haven't even seen – has he been playing pretty good? I remember what he once was. I'm not sure of his current stuff right now, but they've got Jeremy Grant that the Pistons just recently got over there. We know they've got um, Blake Griffin over there. Yeah, none <laughs> of that is really, you know, worthy Mason of anything. Mason Plumlee. Nope. Yeah, so – Nope. Not a whole lot to really go on. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you – I mean, you get Dennis because you want to build or – did something really go wrong with him in New York? Right. I, don't, I don't. I don't know the situation. Um, I don't know. But uh, like I said, I'm pulling for Derek. You know, Derek has been doing his thing. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. You know. And I think honestly, I think Derek could fit with the Knicks that are already there. Though I, I do think that. I think as far as fit goes, he's a great fit for who they already have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So as far as that goes, good. I don't. I don't know how Dennis Smith is gonna fit in with um with the guys in um. In, in in Detroit, because yeah. I, I don't, I'm not sure of his attitude, mentality, or anything at this point. I don't know how he feels about him. I don't know how he feels about the situation. I don't know anything about that. I guess on, on that part, we're gonna have to go with the flow and see what happens. Uh, so we'll see. And staying in the East right now, the Indiana Pacers, they doing all right right now. They are. They've uh, tried to keep themselves in the hunt right now for the East playoff spot because right now I think they're like sitting like number five, but. 
They just had a three-game slid, that three-game skid that they just had that they were slipped off a little bit. But it's been a whole team effort for them because they really don't have any kind of all-star on their team. Speaking of all-stars, sometimes you don't need the all-star. So it's all been a collective effort right now to get everybody to say, "Hey, we got to chip right. in and do our part." Before the Clippers became this new Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George, they didn't really have an all-star. They just was a scrappy team that yeah, played well together. Yeah, a lot together. of guys so, just got grinded you know, out right yeah, now. Yeah, so they, they did well together. So you don't need an all-star to be an effective team and a unit. A team, think about a team, is always stronger than a player anyway. A team. If y'all a team, man, you know. And now Milwaukee, too, they're trying to play catch-up and stay kind of stride for stride with the, the Sixers or even try to surpass them at some point because the Sixers had a – Pretty good hot start to this first half of the season, and we got what maybe like a month left. They lost to somebody left. the other day, uh, which was surprising. It was a surprising loss, but anyway, uh, yeah, they got off to. You're talking about the Sixers? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I remember which game you were talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, they got there. off to a pretty good start, but uh, was it the Blazers game? It might have been. Yeah. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Okay, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know what? I got in. I got interested and really intrigued with Toronto watching them play mm-hmm. when they played the Brooklyn Nets a couple, about four or five nights ago, something right. like that. They they still got that, that grit, man, and, and I'm happy to see that. Yeah, they're right right outside of, of the current playoff standings right now. Obviously, right. we're nowhere near the end. Yeah. And who was that? Nick Nurse is their head coach, so he obviously has a championship with that team already. Right. Not that specific roster, but obviously has the, the right formula to get those guys going. You well, got, some guys uh, on the roster was there. Fred so, Van Vliet. He I was there. he had a career night a few nights ago as Yeah, well. he had 54. Right. Uh, surprisingly, uh, 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 Steph Curry had 57, and yeah, they lost. Yeah. <laughs> they lost. So, yeah. so uh, And yeah. that's where, like you said, uh, like we talked about, it comes to a whole team effort right there. You got one guy going off for 50-something points, but the rest of the team obviously not chipping in or not getting he's putting some defense right. up there. Not having that. And you know what was one interesting thought I thought about recently here with the NBA we have seen a lot of these high-scoring games this past couple seasons, and it goes into account for the 14-second shot clock that we see now when guys are getting rebounds. So if you have an offensive rebound, you got 14 seconds to get it back up. A few years okay. back, it was 24 seconds, so you had a lot more time. So now we have less time, you. so it increases more time to actually shoot up shots and make buckets at this point because there's more opportunity for those second-chance points. Chances opportunities, because right. guys are obviously like, okay, I've got the 14 seconds. There is no time to just dish it back out try to run around the horn a couple times to see who can get a good a good open look when it's like, okay, I'll just tip it in or I'll just go ahead and pass it to the next guy that I see and let him lay it up. I forgot they had made that change. It, but, but you know, sometimes you need to reset. You remember how they used to get the rebound and they used to reset? Yeah, like, okay, absolutely. they kick it back out and they reset. You know, so, so, so I don't know. I mean – yeah, it's more opportunity for offense. People love offense for whatever reason. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. And now two teams, obviously, that people kind of expected to still remain where they were last year or even increase uh, production, the Dallas Mavericks and the Houston Rockets. Right now we're sitting at the Spurs as the top dog in Texas right now, which hasn't happened in quite a while. They're actually in the playoff hunt right now. If the season was to end today, they'd be at the five seed right now in the West. Meanwhile, Houston obviously still trying to get there. I guess ground together with this new right. Rockets look, new Rockets head coach, and then Phoenix has been been been. Oh yeah, that, they're the definitely ice. been. Yeah. They're definitely been the. Um, I guess you could say the team that we saw it coming out of the bubble. Obviously, they, well, that, they, they plus were, they got Chris Paul, they got and it was Chris like, Paul yeah, it was like, okay, they're going to do them. something, yeah. Because they were what the team in the bubble that I think almost went undefeated as far as regular season games. They did. They did go undefeated. Yeah, nine and zero, I believe. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they were undefeated. Yeah. 
I think they still missed playoff contention, so they didn't even right. get to play on the playing <laughs> right. game, but they still right. had the, the good roster that obviously led them over to this season. Right. They're 13-9 and, and sitting in the fourth seed as well. But going back to that San Antonio team, obviously we know it's a team coached by, by Pop. Popovich, yeah. but they don't really have a lot, a lot going on for them right now as far as a lot of star talent right now. You know, the surprising thing about San Antonio, they, they've always been like that. Like, yeah. Like when they go to the championship and stuff, it's not. It's never, it, at least when the, when the, when their guys are young, you'd be like, okay, they don't have a superstar kind of guy. It's just guys who fit together. That's one of them teams. When I'm talking about a team, like when they had young uh, Tim Duncan or young uh, Tony Parker, those guys weren't superstars in their right at that point. Yeah. They just be happened to get there and then they became that. So San Antonio. They've all to me. This is who they are. They've yeah, they're always not really yeah. a free agency destination either. I mean, not a lot of people are just like, oh, right. I got to go play for the Spurs. I mean, <laughs> guys can respect Popovich, but they obviously know they've seen what kind of guy he could be. So it's like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm willing to be coached by that kind of good coach, <laughs> or if I'm trying to live in that city. San Antonio, I don't know there's much really going on there to actually uh, draw free agency, um, yeah, any man. kind of free agency uh, interest. Yeah, I don't know. All I can think of on the top of my head is the Riverwalk, right. right off the top of my head. So I don't, I don't know. It's not like a, it's not a big city. I don't think is it? No, it's not a big city. Not really. It's yeah. part of another city. If you really call it like neighboring with Austin, so I guess yeah, that's where the attention goes <laughs> to. So, so yeah. And what do you see about the Mavericks? I mean, right now they're sitting fourteen out in the West. They've had a lot of lot of bad games. I mean, I don't know if it's defensively yeah. or what, because Stephen Silas was there. I guess offensive coach, offensive-minded coach that some, was yeah, their assistant coach yeah. at that time, and obviously Houston. him getting the head coach right. job in Houston, I don't know if that took some of, some of the spark out of their their offense a little bit there. If they don't have to pick and roll, rolling like they want, wanted to or what? Took the win at their sale. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they, they, they're inconsistent. Like, they play well or, or they don't play well, but it's like they haven't been able to win consistent enough. They're just inconsistent. we got to find some consistency. If they, if they can do that, I think they'll be okay. At least okay in the playoffs situation. If get they get game. there, because like I said, right. fourteen is a deep hole to climb yourself out of, especially when you're giving up points. They're giving up. I mean, they gave up. That's true because everybody at the top is like a game apart, and they're yeah. like, yeah. So yeah, because right before that game that they uh, they beat the Warriors on with that fifty-seven points to Steph Curry, they gave up one hundred forty-seven to um, the Warriors on I think it was like two nights before, and Kelly Oubre scored forty points. So yeah. they, like I said, giving yeah. up fifty-seven to. To Steph and the forty night before to Kelly Oubre, <laughs> that's kind of something that needs to be reset right there with their whole defensive scheme of things. It might be defense, but like I said, it might be just playing consistent basketball all around. You know what I mean? Like together. So I don't know. And hopefully we see something as far as what the second half of the NBA season will look like because right now we're looking towards the trade deadline. It's going to be March twenty fifth, and we don't even know what the second half of the season is going to look like past yo, March third. Yeah, I can definitely see some trades happening, bro. I feel like Bradley Beal is obviously the big one that everybody's talking about. We really got to try to speculate where he's going to well, end Well, I suppose so, because Washington ain't been able to win no game with both yeah. of them. So yeah. <laughs> even though they've both been balling, but they just can't exactly. win a game. So I don't know. Right now, they're 14th in the, in right. the East as well. Right. It's not looking too good for either one of those guys, whether it be Westbrook or for Bradley Beal. So I can definitely see some trades happening. I can definitely see some, see some guys trying to get better and going places, you know, for a fresh start. Um, yeah, that's, 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 that's amazing, though. To have Westbrook and Beal, who people you would think can work together and do things that, you know, in a positive way, they can't win games together. It's like they win games when one of them ain't playing or something yeah, like yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? So that's and crazy. And I'm still looking at the New Orleans Pelicans as probably one of those destinations for someone to actually get some good point guard play out of. I talked about it last time around because 
New Orleans Pelicans aren't necessarily dead to rights right now, but they're still in a tough a tough situation right now and in a tough division itself just to let themselves be somewhere close to getting in, into the playoff hunt because right now Utah Jazz is holding the number one spot. There's been yeah, a, a little playing. bit of a revolving door right now with the number one spot in the West with the Lakers obviously still sitting right there waiting to just go ahead and pounce and get ready for that <laughs> playoff run. But Utah Jazz have been pretty pretty good right now. They're on a four-game winning streak. They only lost one out of their last ten games. Right. So they're still trending in that good direction right now. We like to see at this time of the season where you can not really count a team out. Right. Like I say, consistent. They, they, they have been probably the most consistent team. Right. That you know. So, yeah. Um, I don't see them getting rid of anybody. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who tries to get help. I don't know. I, I, uh, Houston's been playing been playing okay. Uh, they've been in the mix. Um, I don't know. Uh, honestly, the Clippers. I guess they can get rid of somebody. I guess yeah. you, know, yeah. <laughs> you know, try to make some stuff up and make some stuff happen. So yeah, we got a lot of ho- season. Hopefully, still left ahead for the NBA. Baseball is about to come off soon. Right. Uh, hockey just got kicked off. Even though they're dealing with some little issues right now, COVID-related type of stuff, where they everybody, have, man, everybody. have some games uh, postponed and whatnot. But we gotta get ready to get our draft boards out. We gotta get ready yeah. to start seeing who these quarterbacks are gonna be going to. If the free agency be quarterbacks on the move, then what free agency move is gonna happen? Because the 2021 season has officially begun, even though it's not officially. Well, yeah, I think it officially begun when they traded back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was strange because it happened right before the Super Bowl. It's like, wait, hold on. Yeah, when they traded Stafford to the Rams, like what? Yeah, that was shocking. And it's still the same season. Yeah. <laughs> But we'll be back with another episode of the All Inclusive Sports Podcast at some point in the near future. Maybe, what, two weeks from now, we try yeah, to get back at it. We try to come back. Talk yeah. some more sports. Got to talk some baseball stuff, throw some baseball stuff in there. That's cool. We got a couple of things we can talk about in different sports. Even though baseball hasn't started yet, we can still see some of these major trades that's been going down right here. I haven't been following a whole lot of it, but I know there's <laughs> definitely some stuff going on. Now, the football is out of the way. We can kind of focus on that a little bit, I guess, because – Football, football, football was the main course of well, yeah, action right it, now. Yeah, but there's it, a lot of stuff going on in football. Even like right now, like I say, unprecedented stuff happening in all sports. It's, it's going to happen. Like I feel like it's going to be a little bit slow and go. We got a little bit of stuff we got to check into with the NFL Combine. Not necessarily going to be the same. I mean, they did it remotely last year. I forgot about that. So a lot of those things we got to see how it's going to work out with this next year or now we're right. into as far as the COVID pandemic still being – relatively on our minds right. and on our concerns. But like I said, we'll be back with another episode of sometime in the future. Appreciate y'all checking in. Thank Appreciate y'all for y'all listening. listening. That's it. We out.